0: Welcome to this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm John Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And today we're talking about Mozart's Don Giovanni, which I believe Eric had its debut in 1787. And this is one of the, the three big Mozart operas that, that he wrote with uh, Lorenzo da Ponte, who provided yeah. the librettos. One of
1: the great composer-librettist teams of all time, the others being Strauss and von Hofmannsthal and Verdi and Boito, I think most would agree.
0: And Lorenzo da Ponte actually not many people know this, buried in New York. Is that right? Yes. He came over to the New World and uh, died in New York. He's buried in New York City.
1: Well, good for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don Giovanni, one of the giants of the operatic repertoire, uh, obviously based on the legend of Don Juan. Right. The uh, the famed uh, seducer. We have here uh, Don Giovanni, who is out at the beginning of the opera, to seduce Donna Anna. Right. We also meet Donna Elvira, who is his, one of his previous his conquests. Exes,
1: yes, of which there are literally thousands, as we learn from his servant Leporello in the, in the famous catalog, Aria, where he goes on to tell exactly how many women in each country the, the, the Don has uh, had his way with. <laughs>
0: and there are thousands. Thousands. Across Europe.
1: <coughs> many thousands. Right.
0: So, at the beginning, he is trying to seduce Donna Anna, and her father, the Commendatore, steps in and challenges Don Giovanni to a duel. And the Commendatore loses. (laughs) Not only does he lose the duel, I mean, he loses his life. Exactly. Now, in fairness to Don Giovanni, he doesn't want to fight the Commendatore because of the Commendatore's advanced age. Right. But... There is a duel, and the commendatory is killed. And Donna Anna comes out to see
1: what's going on and finds her father dead. She had gone off to uh, to get help. And she comes back, yes, and she finds her father dead. And she gets her suitor, her... I don't know what you would call him, her... Her fiancé. Her fiancé, that's probably the best word for it, although that seems very much in doubt throughout this opera, how seriously she takes that, uh, that commitment. But, um, that's Don Ottavio. Don Ottavio, yeah. And uh, it's interesting because she, in the, in the run-up to her big aria, Orsai Quilonore, she's telling him what happened. And she talks about the fact that, you know, she was asleep in her bedroom, and suddenly she realized someone had broken into the room, had come through the window. And she says, and this is one of these little throwaway lines that's so fascinating to kind of parse. She says, at first I thought it was you. (laughs) Well, uh, Missy, why, <laughs> why would Don Ottavio be coming sneaking into your bedroom in the middle of the night? I mean, is this a regular occurrence? What's going on here? <laughs> because she she portrays herself to be this virtuous woman who protects her her virtue as if it were you know a great treasure, and uh, yeah, maybe that's not quite the case here. You know, well, we we see
0: Don Giovanni here trying to seduce donna anna then we see donna elvira who comes back into the picture having been where well, she thought that she and don giovanni were going to get
1: married yeah no she and then,
0: she was loved and kicked to the curb right.
1: is, is really what it amounts to
0: and then we see don giovanni <laughs> going after the peasant girl uh, serena Zalina, mm-hmm, yeah who is betrothed to Masetto. Masetto, yes what picture is built up here of Don Giovanni?
1: Well, I it's mean, it's really interesting. It's he's serial, going after, isn't it? Yes, it's absolutely serial. He's going after every woman in sight, and yet here's the interesting thing: we hear about what a great seducer he is, and the thousands of women he's he's conquered. And yet, in the course of this opera, he's not very successful. <laughs> you know, when you really look look hard at uh, at all the attempts he makes, uh, I mean, there's one. Uh, I think Peasant Woman in a Balcony, he, he seems to have, uh, have, have have luck with uh, in Act Two when he, he sings the, the, the big serenade, um, De Vieni alla Finestra. That's it. <laughs> Pretty much every time else, he kind of strikes out again and again and again. What is interesting is the way that we are given this view of
0: Don Giovanni through the eyes of Leporello, yes. his manservant, who and this is the, the, the conundrum here is that Leporello is constantly bemoaning his fate because he's sort of tied to Don Giovanni, despite the fact that he finds what he does reprehensible. And yet yeah. he's
1: still there. He's still working for him. Well, it's an interesting opera because it's all chock full of dysfunctional relationships. You've got Don Giovanni and Leporello. Uh, Leporello keeps staying with Don Giovanni despite the fact that he hates his job. You know he's 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 constantly, as you say, placed in these these terrible uh, situations as a result of being connected with Don Giovanni, and he hates it, but he he won't leave him. He's 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 completely devoted to the man for for whatever reason. Then you've got all these women, who orbit around Don Giovanni, and you you kind of wonder, you know, would they even exist without Don Giovanni because he's the center of everything, you know. Donna Anna is completely obsessed with revenge on Don Giovanni for the death of her father. And Elvira is completely obsessed with Don Giovanni. She purports to be out to bring him to justice for the wrong he did her. But as we find out at the end of Act 2, the minute she thinks that there might be a chance that she still got a shot, she's ready to go for it. Right. And then you've got Zerlina and Mazzetto who sort of join in the sort of pack mentality to try to bring this this rake to justice. And, yeah, you really do wonder, what, you know, what would these people do if not for this guy? Of course, there is a sort of poetic
0: justice in the sense that, that Don Giovanni is finally, quote-unquote, brought to justice by the Commendatore in the form of a statue. Yes. How does that function within this opera? Because suddenly we get from the, the, sort of the, the hyper-realism of Don Giovanni seducing all these women and running away and hiding and, and uh, passing himself off as Leporello, etc. Suddenly, we have these, this supernatural element that comes in. The statue of the commendatore from
1: his grave comes to life. Which we're uh, somehow meant to uh, imply is heaven, you know, trying to uh, impose itself in this situation and and make things right and make this guy repent for his sins. You know, and then the question becomes, well, what sins is he supposed to repent for? Is it because, you know, he's a seducer of women or is it because he is a nobleman, quote unquote, (laughs) who has um abused the privilege of rank for his own gains uh, as it were what what exactly is he as he meant to atone for and, and and you know the commendatory never really quite says what what it is that he's he's meant to repent for but he's definitely supposed to repent and
0: there is one of the final scenes of the opera where the commendatory don giovanni has invited him to dinner, yes. And so the statue Sarcastically, arrives.
1: He's 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 kind of he's kind of you know, he's kind of going ah you know I don't you know I yeah, okay they erected a statue to the guy great you know come on to dinner you know he's he's being very facetious and and sarcastic and, and snide actually at the time he doesn't really expect anything's going to come of it and it does yes it certainly does so the commendatory
0: <laughs> shows up the statue of the commendatory shows up yes and. Calls Don Giovanni to repentance and he is
1: unrepentant. Absolutely unrepentant, right to the bitter end, refuses, refuses to repent. Why does he refuse to repent? Well, that's the question. That's and, the big and question. It, isn't it? it is the big question. And, and, you know, it can be answered in different ways depending upon the singer uh, singing Don Giovanni, the director, you know, directing the whole production. Um, Personally, I just sort of feel like he's one of those iconic uh, anti-heroes, like Carmen, who, come what may, refuses to be anything other than what they want to be. Refuses to buckle under society's impositions. Refuses to be what other people try to project upon them. Refuse to be anything but uh, faithful to their own sense of self. So what is it about this opera that makes it such a standout for people? I think it's just that. I think it's that you've got in Don Giovanni one of those... Uh, it's. I mean, obviously, it's Mozart and de Ponte at the height of their powers, but behind that is uh, a character that a really great singing actor can sink his teeth into and can reinterpret and reinterpret and you know, do really differently every time. You can have uh, a really villainous, dangerous Don Giovanni. Or you can have just sort of a, a, a Don Giovanni that's kind of a lovable rake. Or you can have any kind of variation in between. It's one of those iconic um, roles that can be anything that you want it to be. And, uh, and is therefore endlessly fascinating because it's never exactly the same way every time you see it. Mozart's Don Giovanni.
0: That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening.